You are listening to a five-minute version of Words of Life, a message of hope from the Salvation Army. So tell us a little bit, what, what is your, your role in the Salvation Army right now? Well, um, I, I like to say that our department is there for the protection of the organization as a whole, as well as individuals. Um, lately, we've focused more on, uh, on a risk-based uh, auditing uh, viewpoint. So we've been telling our Salvation Army leaders at the local level that we audit uh, that it's your job to help the Salvation Army march forward in your community. It's our job to tell you where the minefields are. Um, so we, we're helping to prevent or at least detect early uh, situations that could cause the Army either financial harm or reputational harm uh, and hopefully get them out of the way before those minds go off and, yeah. and cause a, a problem. Your current job, some people listening might be saying, you know, what, what does an audit guy <laughs> have to offer creatively? Um, and, and you had a great point to say as far as very few of the people that we're actually interviewing through this time around in the series Crafted are actually doing their creative outlet, their art, as a full-time job. So why is it important to you to continue to stay creative? Well, be- before I worked in audit, I was in finance, and then before that, my wife and I had 16 years in pastoral ministry. And, and so a-, a good piece of my career has been in finance or audit. Um, and when, you ha- when you're working in that area and you have this creative uh, leaning in your heart, uh, you have to find some outlet uh, to express that creativity. Because if-, if you try to be creative in accounting, you tend to end up in jail. <laughs> That's great. So I, I was really interested uh, when you sent me a link of, of your work. And when I first saw that, that you were an author, the first thing that I thought is, of course, you know, as a Salvation Army pastor, I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm sure he's written some great theological books. That is not the case. And so I was very intrigued when I saw what your books were about. Can, can you just talk about them for a little bit? Well, um, about five years into my officership, I was privileged to attend a preaching seminar which was held at Asbury Theological Seminary. And it completely upended my whole concept of what is preaching. Um, Dr. Dennis Kinlaw was one of the, uh, the leaders there, a uh, man I have a great deal of respect bef- with, and he reminded us that Jesus told stories and that one of the best ways to get through to people is not through a lecture format where you've, you've, you've analyzed a text of the Scripture and you've broken it down into three points and you've looked at the Greek and Hebrew words behind it. And for, for some people, that puts them to sleep. For other people, uh, a lecture format just invites rebuttal and, uh, and arguments. Yeah. But stories draw people in. Stories connect at the heart level rather than the head level. And because of that... Um, Jesus' storytelling it was so effective in reaching people at the heart where decisions get made. And so uh, from that point on, I decided that, that I need to uh, incorporate that into my preaching ministry, which eventually led to uh, my using stories in books to teach uh, the truths of the Scripture. Uh, my first book was called Simbala's River which is about a young woman living in a primitive village by the sea. In this culture, 
when a young person is 12 years old, they're expected to spend that next year, between 12 and 13, deciding what it is that they're going to do with their life. She's decided that she's going to spend her 12th year following the river and seeing where it comes from. And it is during this trip to find the end of the river that uh, two things happen. One is she keeps encountering God in his creation. Uh, Romans 1 tells us that we can see God in the things that he has made, and we can discover things about his character. And so it's all coming home to her, uh, understanding that her place, when she gets to the end of her journey, uh, is to be the next village wise woman and to take what she has learned and, um, and teach the people of the village uh, about her Lord. Thanks for listening. To hear the full version of this week's episode, subscribe to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.